hello and uh, welcome this is the first training for the do deal cds debate championship we're going to be having for high schools so this tournament aims to or this particular class aims to instruct us but not just instruct us but also carry us facilitate the process of judging of judging the debates with us so judging both debates and public speaking going forward uh, we'll be doing a lot of, you know, evaluative materials here on this channel and we'll be very detailed about it because we understand that, you know, a lot of people come from different debate backgrounds and with that difference, there is the challenge of, you know, understanding why certain processes are the way they are. This tournament officially will be using the British Parliamentary Debates format. Uh, for time management reasons, we might be abridging it but that will be communicated much later. But I'm going to treat the British format as it is in the sense of how it is used at the World Universities Debate Championship, at the Pan-African Universities Debate Championship, as well as all Nigerian Universities Debate Championship and many other open championships for high schools, universities, and tertiary institutions at large. Okay? So welcome again. My name is Wankwo Ugum Sinachi. I am your facilitator for this round. So I'll be training all the judges. And I'm so excited to have uh, you guys here with me today. To begin today's class, we would like to discuss some very, you know, essentials, some very essential material that we have planned out to discuss today in introducing us. So after because an organized contest of reasons between teams where one team supports a particular topic and another team negates a particular it's an organized non-conflict argument between teams where you have supporters uh, side of emotion and you have people who negate or refute that side, style, style of emotion. Um, what then is public speaking? Because we're going to be running the, cha the, the championships uh, side by side. What is public speaking? See, public speaking is, you know, competitively framing the best story with regard to what we are taxed to do within a limited amount of time. So giving the best story or the best speech, it depends on what your speech demands on you. It could be a sales speech, whatever. You might have like three minutes uh, to do your speech. So most of the time, for Competitive public speaking, we are given the time frame, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, so that you should take into account is something that really uh, works in handling British parliamentary debating as well as British parliamentary. But then let's go into public speaking, uh, sorry, deba debating itself, parliamentary debating. Let's go deep to it. What is, what is British parliamentary debating? And how does it differ from other forms of debating? 
the British Parliamentary is derived from British Commons, and it takes it such that there is an organized setting that requires a prime minister, a deputy prime minister, a member of government and a government whip, and they're on one side, they're on the government side. There is also the leader of opposition, the deputy leader of opposition, the member of opposition, and the opposition chief, chief whip. They are on another side. So you see, there is order. So, but the thing is, with British parliamentary debate, which is very beautiful, like four teams, okay? So let's go straight into understanding the format of the debate. The format is the British parliamentary format, and in this format, there are four teams in each round or each match. Two teams will represent the government and two teams will represent the opposition. Now, just a quick break here. The government is the same as when you say the proposing side and then the opposition, of course, is the opposing side. Okay? So there's the proposing side, there's the opposing side. The proposing side makes up the government's case. You know, they are the OES member. They have to agree to the motion. So the motion is worded by them. They propose the motion. And then the opposing side opposes the motion. Okay, each team will consist of two members with an allotted seven minutes given to each speaker. The government supports the motion, which is the given topic or subject being debated, and the opposition opposes it. So think about it this way. Okay, the debate has two sides those who will say yes to the motion and those who say no to the motion. Those who say yes to the motion, they are the government side, right? Those who say no to the motion, they are the opposition side. By BP standards, there are four people on each of the sides, okay? So four people will say yes, four people will say no. These four people have seven, seven minutes each to speak on a normal day, okay? So now, but even in these four people, the first two people on that government side are known as the opening governments. They include the prime minister and deputy prime minister. The last two people on that team or on that bench are... The closing government, which includes the member of government and the government chief whip, or government whip, put simply. On the opposition side, likewise, there are four people, right? The first two people form the opening opposition, and they include the leader of opposition, the deputy leader of opposition, and then the last two people form uh, the team called the closing opposition, which includes member of the opposition and opposition whip, or opposition chief whip. So, uh, this, yeah, do you have a question? Do you have a question? Sorry, please be audible. I can't hear you. Albin? I mean, do you have a question? Okay, so please kindly, kindly mute your mic. Uh, MC Tokito, welcome on, welcome to class. Please, could you kindly mute your mic, um, Tokito, so that I could have uh, the... Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So please, if you have any questions, feel free to unmute and reach out to me, okay? So that we could uh, resolve your questions as they arise, okay? So, um, like I just illustrated, 
the debate is divided into four teams, right? You have the opening government, which includes the prime minister and deputy prime minister. You have the opening opposition, which includes the leader of opposition and deputy leader of opposition. You have the closing government, which includes a member for the government and the government whip. And you have the closing opposition, which includes the member for opposition and opposition whip. Okay? Now that we've introduced, you know, who the speakers are in the debate and, you know, what roles they assume. By the way, there are specific roles that each member or each person on each team has to fulfill. We'll come to that, okay? We'll come to that when we are dealing with understanding team roles. But first off, we must understand timing because timing is everything. I mean, if debate is organized and non-conflict, it must have a time frame in which it occurs. That is part of the organization. So let's talk about the timing now. After that, we'll go into understanding the roles, the team roles that are presented, okay? Fine. The debate begins 15 minutes after the motion is announced. So you do not know what your topic is until 15 minutes before the debate happens, okay? So you have 15 minutes to prepare a case. This may sound alarming, but this is exactly what prepares your critical thinking skills, okay? So the two speakers in a team must confer solely with each other to prepare their speeches during this 15 minutes. So for instance, even though I am on the government team, if I'm closing government, I am only allowed to confer with my member of government, okay? I cannot confer with the prime minister. I cannot confer with the deputy prime minister. I cannot do any of such things. I must confer with the member of government because I'm, you know, on my, if I'm on government with, if I'm a member of government, because that's my team. The beautiful thing about BP is that there is no unanimous win. We cannot say unanimously that government wins or that opposition wins. Even though that could occur, but like it's not a unanimous thing. Someone has to come first and someone has to come second. So in this debate, there is no um, this side wins and this side loses. Someone came first, second, third, and fourth. So it must be shown. And this is where the, jo the job of judges come into play. Okay? This is where the judges' job come into play. But first of all, since we are just getting familiarized with the format, okay, uh, I get to prepare with only my teammate. Okay? My speech will last for seven minutes. So there will be signals that will indicate the passing of time. After the first 60 seconds, you will hear a bell. Once it is the sixth minute, you will hear another bell. Once it is the seventh minute, you will hear two bells. Okay? There's an added grace period of like 15 seconds to enable you to complete your speech just in case you don't have to finish mid-sentence. Okay? But then the first minute and the last minute of each speaker's speech is called protected time. Okay? Within this time, there are no points of information that will be offered. So now, what is point of information? Points of information are allowed interruptions into the speech of the speaker holding the floor. These interruptions cannot exceed 15 seconds in duration within that speech, but they are allowed so that you know people can question what the speaker is talking about or question their case or question their philosophy or question their team, uh, their team's point of view or their team case or strategy. Okay, so that's what point of information does. It's a formalized interjection from any speaker on the other side of the table to a speaker during the second to the end of the sixth minute of their speech. Okay? So, but within the first minute, that's the first 60 seconds and the last 60 seconds of their speech, nobody's going to ask any questions because by that time it's assumed that you're just starting your speech. You're either just starting your speech or you are about to end your speech. So within those two frames, there is not supposed to be any form of interruptions whatsoever. Okay? So let's go down to understanding team roles because this is important. 
there's the roles for government and opposition. So let's look at government roles, okay? What should the government do? The government roles are tied to like what the first speaker in any debate would do, okay? Basically, they will define the motion, right? In supporting the motion, the government carries out the following functions. They will define the motion. They'll construct a positive case in favor of the motion. They'll provide substantive material and arguments in support of the case. And then they'll respond to any challenges made to the case by the opposition. So this is the rules of government, okay? This is their task, generally. For opposition, in opposing the motion, the opposition carries out the following functions. The opposition will respond to the government's definition, construct a case in opposition to the motion, provide substantive material and arguments in support of opposition's case, and respond to the arguments that are delivered by the government. Okay? So this is what opposition does. I mean, opposition owes it to do this. Okay? We'll go into, like, what their specific roles are. Okay? But since we are just doing introduction, basic introduction, I just wanted us to know that, you know, these things exist and these themes exist so far. So going forward, I'm going to look into basic team principles. So in understanding how debates evolve, and this is like going into like some principled look or outlook on how debates occur. In understanding how debates evolve, one must look into two fundamental principles, the leftist and rightist movement. This is like a fundamental way to look at debates, right? The leftist movement, which is known as the American political climbs, or known in their political climbs as mostly Democrats, seek a kind of personalized autonomy for the self. Okay? Their underpinning belief is the Greek, the Greek word autos nomos, meaning self-law or self-governance or autonomy. And it assumes that man knows what is right for himself and should, be prevent, should not be prevented from accessing it. People in this school of belief are mostly pro-choice, pro-stem cell research, pro-human enhancement and human modification. They believe that access should be equally available for self-actualization along these lines. Okay? Then there are the rightist movements. In direct contrast to the leftist movement, they're also known in the same class climbs as conservatives. Some, some may say Republicans. Inherently, as conservatives, they oppose that unbridled and unfettered autonomy that the leftists propound. So a direct controversy on the issue of abortion is that the rightists are more pro-life, and there's a lot of spectrum between them, but you know, seeing that this course is rather introductory, we might not delve in too deep. I just wanted you to have that at the back of your mind. Okay? So um, that's it for debate. Let's look into introduction to competitive public speaking. Okay? Because we intend to cover that during this class. To speak means to be in a position to use a certain syntax, to grasp the morphology or, of this or that language. But it means, above all, to assume a culture, support the weight of a civilization. Public speaking as a championship involves three-minute speeches traditionally, but it may involve more time at the stipulation of the core adjudication panel. The end game of public speaking is to build an otherwise possible connection with the audience, making your audience feel what you want them to feel at the exact moment that you want them to. Public speaking also aims to influence behavior, inspire people, and possibly cause change, inform, entertain, or sell things to people. It could take any form or many forms in a competition, and it includes, but it's not going to be restricted to all these I'm, I have listed here. Storytelling is a valid form of public speaking, tabletop speeches, impromptu speeches, prepared speeches, sales speech, etc. 
These speeches will call on your power of narration, description, and conviction as tools to achieve a competitive edge in the competition. Judges will assign scores based on your manner and matter. Your manner is how you present your content, while your matter is the content itself you present. Okay? So judges will also judge you based on your delivery and logic. And all this will be specified in a ballot form. So it's really usually very easy for uh, public speaking to be adjudged based on you know ballot forms. So now I'm going to look into some basic uh, debate and public speaking room etiquette. For debate and public speaking to be able to proceed properly, all participants refrain from heckling during rounds. What is heckling? Heckling is basically talking over a speaker who is holding the floor. So, for instance, someone is giving a narration on how the war, the uh, the war, the, the current war going on uh, between uh, Russia and Ukraine, is affecting the global production of wheat and costing costing therefore the price of uh, baked goods, affordable baked goods like bread, cakes, and all of that to spiral out of control. So, and how it affects the person on the streets. And then someone is saying on the other side, uh, on the other side of the debate, someone is shouting over them while they're trying to make this point. And he's like, you know, but the war is not about wheat. And, you know, he's, he's making it difficult for the person to make their point without interruption. So heckling is basically interruption. Sometimes heckling could come in the form of legitimate interruption where someone is saying point of information. You know, when you want to ask a point of information to another thing, you know, some, some people say, Point of information, POI on that point, and they keep badgering and barracking someone. You hear of that during the round. So do not heckle. That is bad. Uh, observe your time keenly as not to exceed it. That's the second thing. When you're doing debate or public speaking, observe your time. Timing is really as important. Uh, for debates, most times you'll be clapped out of stage when you've exceeded your time. And even if you're not clapped out, just know that once it is 7 minutes and 15 seconds, Whatever it is the speaker is saying, the judges are not going to take it into account. So it's like blank space. So they're just like spending energy that will not be recompensed in any way. Okay? So they have to observe their time keenly as not to exceed it. They have to avoid barracking and badgering. I talked about barracking and badgering a bit when I was talking about heckling. Barracking and badgering is when, you know, members on a team or on an entire bench get up and are offering points of information simultaneously such that the speaker is unable to make their point without that serving as an inter interruption. It might seem legitimate, but be careful how you play it because usually whenever you're barracking or badgering, it actually means that your case has lost persuasion and you're trying your worst to kind of, you know, catch the speaker in a frenzy. It's usually frowned upon and usually the judge will call you to order, but it's best to even avoid it to begin with. Okay. The next thing is show up to your debate room on time. Show up to your debate room on time. Show up to your public speaking room on time. This rule applies to both adjudicators and both uh, debaters or speakers alike. You are supposed to be in your debate room on time. Tournaments run with timing. And for that reason, there is a projected schedule. So if we say that we have to hold three rounds of a tournament a day, we are counting on your um, compliance to show up in the room on time so that you know we can fulfill our role so the tournament will not prosper or will not make waves or, or keep to its schedule if we do not show up on time to our debate rooms avoid as much as possible using points of information as a form of distraction i've dealt with this 
observe all call to order that is issued by the chair of the panel. Okay, so if you're the chair of the panel, know that whenever things are getting out of hand, it is your job to call people to order. But again, if you are a speaker in the rounds, know that when you're called to order, you have to observe it immediately. It's not even, it's not negotiable. Okay, so work with your partner and boost team synergy. This cannot be overemphasized. Avoid slurs and abusives and curse words on opponents or on judges. This is not allowed because we are in a very civilized environment. So judges, you cannot curse speakers. Speakers, you cannot curse judges. It's profanity of that sort is taken out of the calendar. It's blotted out. Okay? Channel all grievances related to the oral feedback to the feedback forms. Now, oral feedback and feedback forms, these are some things I should dwell on momentarily. So this is how oral feedback works. Um, let's start for teams, right? So for a judge that is judging a debate room, there are going to be feedback forms given to the team. The team is going to be judging you who is giving the feedback to the team. So you're going to be telling them who came first, second, third, and fourth, why fourth came fourth, why third came third, why second came above third, and why first was first overall. And you'll advise them on team strategy on how to improve for those who are you know, lagging behind and for obvious reasons. So, but if you do your job well, during the feedback, the, the, form, the evaluative forms on the feedback will give you a high score. If you do a very shitty job, the evaluation, the evaluation form on the feedback will give you a very low score. What this means is at the end of the day, when we are looking for judges that are going to break into the out rounds, into the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals, and you know, we'll, we'll have to prioritize the judges that have the highest scores because that reflects the people who have given their best to the tournament. That, you know, that's the most uh, sincere evaluative tool on you know, people giving the best to the tournament. Not just their best, but giving the best to the tournament. It's going to be based on evaluation. But that's for team on chair feedbacks, okay? There are also going to be, there's also going to be feedback for adjudicators, where you're going to have chair on panelists feedback and panelists on chair feedback. What does this mean? It means that we in the panel of judges who are sitting down and judging those people, while we are having our discussion after they have finished their speech, we are going to be noticing character traits amongst ourselves. We're going to be noticing people who are contributing meaningfully to the discussion. We're going to be noticing people who are, who are nonchalant and don't care, or people who are just quiet, you know, they don't say anything. And we'll be giving scores to ourselves in our feedback form. This is going to be a private form. You don't need to show it to your chair. You don't need to show it to anybody. It's going to be a private form. High chances exist that this form is going to be online for um, us at this tournament. But even if it's a physical form, the rules are still going to apply. You don't give the form to your chair. You give the form to either a volunteer or you take it yourself to the tab room or you give it to the core education panel so that they can col collate the scores and then know which judge is progressing to the next round or which judge to make chair or which judge to demote from chair. Okay, so these are kind of the things, the considerations that happen. This happens so that we can have balance and fairness in the debate judging. So that even if, for instance, now in this tournament we're about to host, say for instance that I am a chair in a room and I happen to be uh, a youth copper, for instance. And then say MC Tokito is a staff in a school and he's on the same panel with me. Okay? And then during this debates while i'm a chair he realizes that you know i do not know what i'm talking about or i am judging excessively using my personalized knowledge now once he realizes that 
and stuff like that. You, you, you just he better call call me out straight up, but not just calling me out. Also indicating on his form that I'm judging with specialized knowledge that you know I'm not allowing the evaluation of the debate to be based on what happened in the room. I'm creating new scenarios. I'm adding to the debate such that the debate we are now judging or discussing is not the one that actually happened, but it's the one that happened in our minds. So when he puts down the feedback form, the judges will get to capture it and it will inform because he's going to do that and he's going to score. He's going to score me regards to that. So judges will capture that and that will determine if in the next round I'll be a chairperson or not. Okay? So those are like the kind of things that happens for check and balances. So if I also notice that, you know, him as a panel or uh, is as a panelist, for instance, I'm chair and he's a panelist. And on my panel, he's not contributing anything. If he's not contributing anything, then it's a problem. I am not going to, you know, want to settle for that. I'm not going to want to encourage that it continues. So I'm going to refer to the panel that, oh, listen, this guy was not contributing. Okay. And based on the scores that I give him, it will determine if he is going to pro progress to chair in the next round or if he's going to be demoted even to trainee. So these kind of things happen. Okay. So there's a hierarchy. On no account should you try to fight at a tournament because it will lead to expulsion. I don't need to even say this beyond once, but any issue of violence, physical violence, will be met with very strict force, okay? We do not encourage violence of any form, okay? Physical violence, sexual violence, all of those things are taken off context. Some things we should note here is that... Um, there are a lot of other things that, in, that, that you know, bring about fairness in the debate room or in the way that British parliamentary debates are planned. One of those things are clashes, okay? So, for instance, let's assume that um, as a copper, I am in this room judging and one of the team that is speaking happens to be the secondary school I attended or I have special relations with that school. So, naturally, I'm supposed to say, oh, listen, this school... I graduated from here or I have special relations with this school. So what they will do is that they will clash me in the tournament from that school. So I'll have, I'll be clashed based on institutional bias. So like I have bias for this school. So most likely I might favor them, you know, and so on and so forth. So whether you favor them or not, the best thing to do is just clash. Okay. Do not judge for the same reasons that doctors do not treat patients that are their close family, right? They don't do, perform surgery on, on patients that are closely uh, uh, related. That's the same reason why, you should not be judging, you know, a case that you have a stake in because that way you'll be bringing unfairness, okay? But imagine if it was, as it happens, at Pan-Africans and World Championship and even National Open Championships, if I have a girlfriend who is speaking on the panel, I cannot judge, he's speaking in that tournament, in that round, I cannot be judging that room. I'll have to ask to be reassigned, okay? We'll have to clash at that tournament. That is ethically the best thing to do. So this is like some of the things that ensures fairness in the round. So I'll just look forward to Do you guys have any questions so far? Because this is like how the introduction is going. If you have any question, now would be the time to unmute your microphone and, and say something so that I can attend to it. Okay, so let me check the text space. Okay, Almin T is typing. Okay, he says we are good. Okay. Um, so basically, let me just do a recap then, since everyone seems to be 
cool with it. British parliamentary format of debating has its roots in the British House of Commons and was officially adopted for use in the World University Debate Championship and indeed most competitive debates around the world. Okay, it includes four teams on two sides. Okay, the first side is the government side, the second side is the opposition side. But on the government side, you have opening government and closing government. On the opposition side, you have opening opposition and closing opposition. So on both sides, you have an opening and a closing. That's like a normal thing. But then on the opening team for government, you have the prime minister and the deputy prime minister. On the opening team for opposition, you have leader of opposition and deputy leader of opposition. On the opening, on the closing team for government, you have member of government and government chief whip. On the closing team for opposition, you have member of opposition and opposition chief whip. So there's a member and a whip at the, in every closing. And then there is a speaker and a deputy, right? There's a prime minister and a deputy prime minister for government. There's a leader of opposition and a deputy leader of opposition for opposition. The debate will begin 15 minutes after motion is announced. So people have only 15 minutes to prepare and they get to speak for seven minutes. Within the first minute, nobody gets to ask them any question. But from the second minute down to the end of the six minutes, they could be interrupted to ask questions. People are advised to take at least one or two points of information for every round. Okay? The first minute and last minute of their speech is called protected time. That's why no one can ask points of information. Because for the first minute, you're just beginning your speech. There's possibly no question anybody should have at that time. And for the last minute, you are expected to summarize or round off your speech. So no one is supposed to ask a question on that so that you are given the opportunity to round up sufficiently. Okay? Point of information is a formalized interjection from any speaker on the other side of the table to a speaker during the second minute to the end of the six minutes of their speech. Okay? The government will support the motion. They will define the motion. They will construct a case in favor of the motion. Okay? Because it's assumed that they are the one proposing the motion. They provide materials and arguments in support of that case and they respond to any challenges that opposition brings. Opposition will respond to government's definition, construct a case in opposition to the motion, provide substantive material and arguments in support of proposition's case, and respond to arguments delivered by the government. Um, I'm just going to skip basic team principles uh, and then go straight into competitive public speaking. Uh, basically, public speaking is assuming a culture to support the weight of a civilization, doing this to persuade doing this to cause people to buy, to influence behavior, to cause change, to inform or entertain, etc., etc. It could include storytelling, tabletop speeches, impromptu speeches, prepared speeches, and sales speech. But it takes, of course, three minutes. Okay, so this is like the basic introduction. In the etiquette, no profanity, no abusive words to each other. That's wrong. That should not be allowed. Uh, do not use points of information as distractions. Channel all grievances to oral feedback and use your feedback form to channel grievances because that's the reason the forms are provided. If you think a judge is shitty or you think a judge has um, a bias, you should report it on your feedback forms. Okay, so no fighting, no violence. Feedback forms are the right means for which you could um, channel your grievances. Okay, so with, uh, with this being said, I'm just going to go back into what we planned, just to give you a, a, a little recap on what we planned for the high school's debate. So currently, as at uh, the time of this broadcast, we've set uh, in motion the letters that are going out to all high schools within Surulere. Uh, we are targeting 40 to 60 high schools. 
for our debate championship. We are about to consult with the uh, the regional education board in charge of Surulere so that we could get an internal secular that it will be issued to all schools to participate in this tournament. And uh, we are doing all that whilst seeking out sponsorship, okay? So far, we have uh, arrangements for our tab masters. We are still putting together our core education team. And uh, we are trying to train our judges. So please, I strongly recommend, if you know anybody, if you know anybody who loves debate, loves the art of debate and public speaking, and would not mind to be a judge at this point, you know, get them, get them hooked up with us, get them linked up with us, okay? And we will ensure that they participate in the tournament because we don't want to be short of judges. For the tournament to run speedily, as we have programmed, we require public speaking judges as much as possible, even separate from debate judges. So that means we need a large pool of judges. So if you have your friends, tell them this is something they should hop on. And of course, they get to, for those who are coppers, you know, they get to face the challenge of, you know, competing with those who are staff, official staff of um, secondary schools that show up to compete with them for the best adjudicator um, award. And this is something we intend on our awarding. We do not know if it's going to come with a cash prize just yet. But we are planning that so that uh, when sponsorship falls in uh, adequately, that will be put in context. If not, we definitely will have certificates, okay, possible plaques, medals, or even trophies for that position. So it's not something you want to miss out on. Okay, uh, we've reported to all adequate authorities. NYSC has been made aware of uh, the project that we're holding, and they're enthusiastic. They are throwing their weights behind us to ensure that our, our project comes to a very fruitful conclusion. I've said this before, and at the risk of sounding repetitious, let me say it here, that once this model debate is, is you know, implemented satisfactorily, we've been guaranteed that we could upscale. So within a year, we'll be doing a Lagos championship, okay? And within two years, or a year and six months thereabouts, we would have been implementing this on a nationwide scale. So what this means is that we would have a national championship for high schools. And it's going to be big, it's going to be massive, and it will be conducted by us coppers. Okay? And even though it's not us particularly, but people who will come to fill our shoes in our absence, this is something big we are setting up here. And that is why I want us to have all the dedication, all the dedication that we can towards it. Okay, so try your best up with sessions okay we're going to have more sessions i would uh, schedule on the group more sessions we have we seem to have a um, public holiday um, next week so i'm thinking monday or tuesday we would have a second session where we'll go into the roles of the speakers and how they get to achieve their roles and then we go into adjudication intensely okay but i want us to have you know a kind of familiarization with the format so that you know we're not operating from limbo okay that is why we're having this classes. So I really appreciate you guys for showing up. Thank you very, very much for being with us in class today. Um, thank you, Almin T. You are so great. Thank you for being in class today. Uh, you guys are the reason that this class is happening and we're having this recorded class for the rest of the people who are going to be joining us much later. Okay, so if you're also a staff listening to this, because you know this recording is going to come to you from 
um, our partners, the debate from scratch, they'll be launching this on their platform. So it's going to be here for all times. If you're listening to this as a staff who is uh, participating or who intends to participate in this tournament, we are doing everything to ensure that you get the best representation for yourself, for your students. And we want to make it an exciting moment for you. So um, while we have informed you to, uh, through the letters to show up with an N-1 rule for judging, so if you're bringing two teams, you bring one adjudicator, feel free to register an extra adjudicator. Okay, what this does is that it increases your presence in the adjudication pool, but also increases the number of adjudicators that we have for the tournament. So the more people you bring in as adjudicators, the higher their chances of uh, participating as um participating and contesting for the best educator um format of sorry for the best educator awards so that's something that will be given on the very grand finale of our event and we're excited to see you there i am so excited the team lead of mentorship is particularly very excited to have you join us so we thank you and we thank your students for the unreserved cooperation that we're getting from you all Thank you all very much. God bless you and see you in the very next class. Okay, so um, in the absence of further questions, this is where we will end. The okay, you have questions? Yeah, it's, it's a debate on public speaking championship. Public speaking takes like three, three minutes. It's but we are not prioritizing. The reason we are not prioritizing public speaking, you know, why we presented a debate front is because it's the wider range. But public speaking, of course, is an integral part of the package. Okay, and there are going to be awards on that line as well because we believe that um, there might be people who might not be very skillful with crafting powerful arguments that might win them a tournament. But they are very skillful storytellers. They are very skillful fans of literature. And they are very creative beings out there who can speak with their mouth and cause changes. And those crop of people are the people we need for our leadership stock to enable us set up the best uh, literary giant groups in all these high schools. So that is why we insisted on having it as well. Oh yes. Um. So for 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 the for the core members who are going to be on the adjudication panel, when the tab master sends out the link, right, you'd have to fill a certain specified link as an adjudicator. So that would be your registration, right? Um, you are going to register on that link. When you register on that link, what it does is that it takes your details and places them within the tab. Remember, I have said before that there is there is a tab. There is a software that does the matchup for school so i don't get to decide which school gets to meet with which school okay even in the round one in the very basic round i don't get to decide that at the end of your judges training you will have to take a judges test okay so all those listening to me whether you are a staff uh in a secondary school as a a staff or a copper whatever you are you're going to be needing to take a judges test the reason why you take that judges test is that the judges test is going to place you in rank. So the judges, 
the judges test is going to decide who's going to be chair in round one. Okay, it will decide who is going to be chair in round one. So if you do real well on that test, you get to start off the tournament by being a chair in the room. So that's like one very important part of, of that, you know. So all this, the test and everything, the result of the test and everything is going to be computed into that software. So that software now knows that, oh, the highest scorers in this test are going to be chairs in different rooms. And then the, the software is going to randomly allocate the schools that are going to be meeting the teams in which schools that are going to be meeting with which teams in other schools so that after the first round all the schools that came first will be meeting with all the schools that came first they'll be debating together so that at the end of the day we get the best of the best saved out so that that um software gets to enable all of that and that's why you have to register on the link okay so the registration is uh, something that you just have to do on a link it gives us your data Okay, and enables us to process it with the tab so that by the time you already show up for the tournament, we don't have to start doing data collation again. We already have your data and we are ready to run round one. Okay. Any more questions? Oh, okay. Okay. Um if that is if that is all, um MC MC talk it all. Do you have any questions, sir? Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. We are trying our best to ensure that we have um, both judges on site and judges online because there are certain um, rounds where we emphasize that we might have, uh, we might need to have to employ the expertise of our online judges to work with our panelists so that we can, you know, come out with very credible solutions to quality results. So um thank you yeah Yes beautiful we believe that that is going to work. We want judging, even though the tournament might not be hybrid itself, we want our judging pool to be hybrid because that is why we have you, like MC Tokito here. MC Tokito, by the way, is one of the best debate adjudicators in Nigeria. He has won the best debate adjudicator trophy at the All Nigerian Universities Debate Championship. So um, he's a very experienced fellow with over five to seven years debate experience under his belt. He's currently a compare and an on-air personality. So he is he's, he's engraved in stone. He is set in stone on these kinds of things. So, uh, I'm, so I'm so glad that you mentioned we're going to be having at least a hybrid judging pool where our, our judges are going to have to connect online with uh, the judges uh, online. So the judges online will be interfacing with the judges on site during deliberation. And likewise, feedback is going to occur in that same way. Okay, because we are very, very excited about it. And we, have, we want the best quality for this tournament because it matters to us that if we establish this on this level, when it becomes a national scale thing, it will spur a lot of action debate it will spur a lot of you know people to want to participate in this sport that we so love and it will teach them ict compliance it will give them access because they keep debating on things that are 
ICT related, their scope of reason, their scope of understanding opens up and they get to question a lot of things around them and gather all the information that they require for a successful ICT kind of domineering life. So they'll, they'll get to dominate their ICT spaces. And that's what we want from these young kids. We want to take them off from the idea that, you know, pornography are, are the only gratifying, gratifying contents they could find to things like competition online. So they get to learn to search for these things and you know, and it's even blessed because we are, that's why we're seeking for sponsorship, so that we can give them cash prizes for it, give them rewards for it. You know, things that keep them coming back, things that keep their pocket full, things that enable them, you know, enable us get their attention and get them to work. So thank you very much for that. That is beautiful, and we give the secondary schools an opportunity to you know compete against each other, and of course, our best prayer is always let the best man win. Okay. So thank you all very much for class today. Uh, at this point, I'll be disconnecting my uh, podcast audience from my live audience so that I could round off with the live audience. Have a very great time. See you in class, the next class. Okay, so um, that... Thank you all for listening. This was just the first session for your adjudicators training. As time goes by, you'll keep seeing more of this audio until the day of the tournament. So ensure that you follow through and record your progress because you would have to face an adjudicators test that will determine your ranking, your initial rankings at the tournament.